episode <laughs> yeah he's um hashtag sick boy so i will not oh, be dang. i will not be screaming this episode yeah i gotcha i was really i was like oh i know pete's gonna come in behind here with the artillery and then um trying to figure out whether i want to start or end the episode i think probably end um all right pot <laughs> <laughs> You gotta reel them in, you know. You gotta get, you gotta give them something. Gotta leave a little speaking of crumb. speaking of throwing some breadcrumbs out there. As many of you are aware, Poboy Nation, we do have an Instagram account now. Oh yeah. So <laughs> you can follow us at Poboy's Podcast. Uh, that's our. It's at Poboy's Podcast is our Instagram handle. Why did we create it? I don't know. Yeah, what in the sweet heck are we? How many pictures do we have? One. Are we going to... It's just the picture of you and me waiting in line with our po'boys sweaters. There's, I think, five pictures of us together. I, um, probably like once a year, Uh I will print out pictures. Um, Really? Yeah, I don't... There's a few... Like, I have, like, a dozen... And my, my desk at work has like a little tack bulletin board type thing built uh, into it. Okay. So I have some there, but I mean, I print, I have a whole bunch, and I just put them in my bed, bedside drawer. I don't even know why I print them out, but I do. And I hadn't done it in like a year, which is all uh, celebration stuff. And I gotta say, one of my favorites, got a picture of you and I uh, when we were with our accountant, Cody, um, recording. It's a, it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. There's some good, there's some good Poe voice pics. Well, those pictures are pretty good. I think what if we had a social media coordinator, which we are currently looking for. Yeah. We're going through um, just the normal. Serious applications uh, only, please. Yeah, serious applications only. Is we would probably post like a picture a week or something because we took like 70 or 80 at Star Wars Celebration. But... So we have that Instagram. Now, Which will is... there be content in it? <laughs> no. I, yeah, I... But anytime yeah. there's a picture on our Twitter account, I will put it over onto our Instagram account. Smart, smart, smart. So yeah. that was... That's a little bit of information, a little bit of a breadcrumb for you, that's, Josh. That's good to know. I had no idea. I was going to ask what in the fresh heck we were going to do with an extra Instagram account. but So I've been I've been totally absent from our social media presence. Um, I just, uh, you know, I don't know, just haven't bothered. Um, after, after we did so many episodes in December, and I was barely on it, and it was so clear to me that it made no difference. Granted, mm-hmm. I think we're probably too small scale for it to make. I mean, big. Oh, I have a big announcement to make. That'll come in a second. You had your announcement. You had the Instagram announcement. I have another announcement. Uh, I'm well, well, here. it's actually a huge announcement. We'll get to that. This is huge. Moment. It's actually one of the biggest announcements. It'll have very fast repercussions. Um, yeah, we talked about a little bit last week how I feel like I re- like I really like the stars, you know, followers and stuff we have, and super grateful to them. Hundred percent grateful. I I do feel like we um, didn't put enough effort into finding specifically Star Wars Resistance fans. And this is, yeah, yeah. And so, 
you know, in the future, I guess, whatever this podcast turns out to be after Resistance, mm-hmm. maybe I will try and re-engage and, like, look for more specific. I guess you may, maybe we got to come to the fans, the fans coming to us. Because, I mean, we have so many fans coming to us. Millions and millions. But, like, what caliber fan is that going to be? Um... I don't know. Look, I have a very big announcement to make, and that is that... Oh, this, that wasn't the big announcement? No. Oh, um, okay. I've decided, after listening to a lot of podcasts and hearing podcasts uh, talk about themselves and how different podcast hosts talk about their podcasts, yada yada, I've decided um, that Po' Boys is the best Star Wars podcast alive or dead. <laughs> yes. And I'm gonna <clears throat> yes, it is. Shout it from the rooftops. I'm gonna shout it from the mountaintops, from the seas of Camino to the mountains of Geonosis. Poe Boys is in fact the best Star Wars podcast alive or dead. And I did decide that, and I thought it was important everybody know. Uh, thank you for your time and for listening. Uh, and you can go about your day now. We should really change that as our prof- as our um, profile information. That's a really good point. We should actually do that. Yeah. Alive now, or dead. Alive or dead. Yep. Yep. It is the it is the best alive or dead. And just to give you an idea of where my mindset is, uh, read this episode um, of Resistance we're talking about. This actually has no bearing on the quality of it, but I took about 15 mm-hmm. notes. And I would say note number 11 here, all caps, um, best source podcast, alive or dead. <laughs> so that's where I am analytically when I'm engaging with Star Wars content. Well, what you have missed is just was just me saying how much I like Christopher Sean on our social media. I did see that we got a like for that. And I had an idea for something to do about that this episode, but I, I think it might be better suited for our uh, kind of when we wrap up resistance. Okay. See but I, wrap I think up. we should, I think, um, I think that we should draft a, a, an appreciative DM for him. Oh yeah. About how much we've uh, enjoyed the character, which is not I to mean, say it, that we didn't enjoy any other characters. As much as it is to say we enjoyed his character and he um, placated us, bothering him. Yeah, and, <laughs> and none the other, other thing too made that mistake. Yeah, the other thing too is he's the best; they're the worst. And <laughs> on top of that, he actually slaps. You have say you throw a party. Mm. All right, listeners, you have maybe it's a graduation party, a quinceanera, a sweet sixteen, whatever. When you get gifts. You send thank you notes. And that doesn't just stop when you become an adult. Mm-hmm. When somebody sends you a gift, mm-hmm. like Christopher Sean did with his time, energy, and love and compassion, mm-hmm. you don't just, oh, okay, cool, here's a like. Right. You send a heartfelt note that you appreciate him and you can't wait to see him on future projects. That's right. That's right. As long as you like those projects, yes. but you give them a fair shake. Him ad space on your podcast for half. Yeah, and it's not like he hasn't done enough for us posting mm-hmm. his Poe Boys shirt on his Instagram yes. as he's doing his Power Hour. Mm-hmm. But we are also very, very swole, very, very big in both the lifting and weights community and mm-hmm. the Star Wars community. Yeah. 
I would say uh, we are personalities of equally um, momentous magnitude in both of those circles. And, and that's those two not, circles are weights, and we lift them up. And that's not an understatement or an overstatement. It's just a no. statement of fact. Yeah, it's actually just like a very boring, like, black and white on a newspaper statement that we're just reading. Like, very even keel about it. Um, so I think that's a good idea. And that also, for the, our listeners that are intimidated <clears throat> about reaching out to people, you, you you know, you see somebody at a workplace environment or, like, the gym and you want to say hi. Mm-hmm. Or you just want to say, hey, I appreciate your work. But you're just too nervous, you know, because they're working out. You're kind of working out. You just want to go over and say hi. We're going to walk you through that process of how do you talk to a celebrity right. and also not appear as if you want something from them because right. we don't we, no. we, we we don't want anything we no. just appreciate how great of a guy is absolutely absolutely um so i mean most you know you know um bottom line up front here but not really up front we're a few minutes in this is the end of star's resistance Star's Resistance is over. The, the finale aired. The Escape. Season 2, Episode 18. The Escape. Um, and before we get in, we're going to talk about the episode. We're going to talk about the series probably in a few weeks or so. Uh, we started this podcast for Star Wars Resistance. Um, you know, it's there There aren't enough episodes of Star Wars Resistance. That's what we talk about every week. And we've definitely gotten um, very far off topic. <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> We've definitely gone off the rails multiple was, times. But this was, I mean... After Rebels and Clone Wars and, you know, podcasting being something I listened to a bunch and Pete and I talking about Star Wars as much as we did, you know, I feel like it was really just him and I waiting for the opportunity to start a podcast about well, a Star Wars show. And, and another thing, too, and the other thing, too, is you and I both were listening to Star Wars podcasts without communicating to each other. Mm-hmm. Because after we both graduated from college at a Swole University. Yes. Both of us, you know, we both consumed Star Wars, but it's not like we were talking about it on a normal basis whatsoever. Yeah. And I think we just kind of had this collective agreement that, like, okay, we should have done Rebels. Okay. Yeah. The next one we are definitely going to be doing. We're definitely going to yeah. get into podcasting. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, it was, yeah, it was exciting when the show came along. It's crazy to me that it ended because i don't feel like we've i mean sometimes i feel like we uh like i was born doing this podcast and i'll die doing this podcast like we're we're gonna have like a hundred episodes like nothing to show for it but we're gonna have like a (laughs) hundred episodes in the show that we started the podcast to cover is is, well well short short lived yeah two two seasons 18 episodes for the second season some of them doubled up um, but we did it. We did it. After this, I mean, we'll, you know, we have a document of every episode of the show. And it's, uh, it's something. So I guess, you know, one last go around here. And uh, we'll, uh, you know, let's talk about the last new episode of Star's Resistance, The Escape. And before we get into that, too, mm-hmm. I don't feel like we ever talked about there being like an end and, you know, like a end of the tunnel kind of situation, too. Like... This for is the just podcast or for the show? yeah for the podcast and for the show. Mm-hmm. I think it's just something that we both were like, 
we want to cover the show. We both have an interest in animation, Mm -hmm. uh, specifically for Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And it's really just crazy to think that you and I can both catalog our thoughts on, you know, this TV show, The Mandalorian, Rise Mm -hmm. of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just have to give our opinions and see what's out there and see if people agree or disagree. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. let's see. Um, I guess briefly before we get into this finale, uh-huh. I wanted to touch on a, a minute on the history of Star Wars animation finales, at least the modern history. Okay. Um, Clone Wars famously, the last episode, the original last episode aired as a season finale. And then a week or so later, they're like, oh, by the way, show's canceled. And that was miserable. That episode was incredible. But finding out it was the last, it, it was a incredible, as the last episode of that series, it retroactively became even more impactful than that episode was in its own right. It was a fantastic episode. Then they're like, oh, never mind. We have 12 more episodes of Clone Wars we're going to put on Netflix, Lost Missions. So it's like, oh, more, more Clone Wars. But then the finale of that was like... It was okay. I, I suspect there's probably people out there who really love that episode. Was that the Yoda one or the Mace yes, Windu one? The Yoda one. Oh yeah, I really like the I really like the, I really like the okay, Yoda yeah, one. I, yeah. It's a, it's a fitting finale thematically and stuff. I get that. I it wasn't I it didn't draw me in uh, as much as the um, season five finale, which had for a time been the series finale. So uh-huh. Second finale, and then now of course we're getting a final finale, a third and final finale for Clone Wars coming up. So who knows? And then Rebels. Um, the last season, they burned the episodes off real, like, doubled up every single week. Um, mm-hmm. And then that whole last season was incredible. I think the finale was incredible. And the finale has, uh, without spoiling anything, there's, like, a prologue to it. Uh-huh. Kind of. That is that is very impactful. Like, there's... Um, oh, we're going to talk about prologues. We're going to yeah, talk about... We're going to talk about... Finale. We're talking about prologues tonight so we, or, or when we cover... Our full recap. Yeah. So, you know, leading into Resistance, we have uh, quite a gamut of finales to mm-hmm. to compare to from, um, you know, in, in Rebels was, was fantastic. And then there's some unceremonious ones um, that feel like, oh, wait, I didn't even know that was the end. Um, so, but this is, this one, I mean, much like Rebels, they claim to, this was the plan. This was the... There's two seasons. This was a story they wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. So here we are with another finale. Yeah, for Rebels, I and I, you know, just rewatched Rebels in December. Mm-hmm. I kind of buy it a little bit more than this show. By I'm, oh, the plan. Yeah, the plan. I agree. I agree. And I, I think yeah, I think that I'd really like to see this episode as a time capsule when we talk about this like three, four months from now. When they have mm-hmm. the announcement of like the new show, yeah. Since it seems like their studio only does one at a time, right? And there's no way in hell they don't have something that is being currently planned. No, that sure. there aren't voice actors that are currently working on it right now, and yeah. I'm sure that that scumbag John Favreau is some character that Ugh. we're both going to hate and then Ugh. everybody else is going to be like oh you're just being bitter you're just being bitter and just like no he sucks like <laughs> oh stop well like, historically the turnaround if not from 
that the the end of a show to a premiere of a show has not necessarily been the quickest thing in the world, but the announcement of the next show, mm-hmm. you know, Re- Rebels was the bare bones of Rebels was announced fairly quickly after Clone Wars was canceled, and well, I think we knew about Rebels before the Lost Missions came on Netflix. Well, we got what would we got the Lasat, um, and the pictures of the characters way in advance like five yeah. six months in advance yeah i think clone wars ended in march or late february was the season five finale and then that that october at new york comic-con they had a panel for star mm-hmm. Rebels where they had a picture of the grand inquisitor and then right rebels within i think similarly within the same year um they announced resistance and again, like not necessarily a trailer, but like here's you know the broad, the the time period and the kind of general focus. You know, with Rebels, it was like, well, now we're going to do a show set during the Empire, and it's going to be about Rebels. And with Resistance, they're like, oh, it takes place, you know, before Episode Seven. It's about pilots. Mm-hmm. Very bare bones stuff. But I suspect, especially given that as it stands now, uh, and we don't like to get into the rumor mill too much about this stuff i mean i tend to just kind of like to talk about what's out in the open but and, mm-hmm. and it is not um hearsay and yada yada but yeah. as it stands after clone wars wraps in february or well it, it starts in february whenever those 12 episodes are over mm-hmm. we don't have a firm what is next we have lots of stuff lots of irons in the fire but there well, hasn't been any word on what specifically is going to be the next thing for animation for any of it, quite frankly. I mean, we know Obi-Wan, we know Cassie, like, we know these things are percolating. Mm-hmm. But we don't know when or in what order or... Well, I guess that's not true. We, we know, know Mandalorian. Mandalorian You're right. Yeah. That's true. I forgot about that. So, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I shut my... Shut my mouth. Shut up, Josh. Um, hey, we all get stuff wrong once in a while. And by that, I mean you and I multiple times in any given episode. Yeah. So Monday, let's Monday. let's jump into this let's. final episode. Let's. So for some reason, they the episode shows as like one episode, but right. on StarWars.com they split the buckets list. Wikipedia splits it. It's, yeah, that had been how it was presented. Yeah. Um, so when I logged into Disney Now for the last time in my life. No matter what, never logging into that app again. I was surprised to see that they had it as one 45-minute episode. Oh my gosh! I never, I'm never using the app again because yeah. I, I oh, watched it on my computer. Right off the TV. I watched on my computer. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I can't. Uh, that's I mean, kind right, of. There's no way they're gonna go back to like they kind of probably do Disney Plus from here on out, right? There's no way they're gonna go back to Disney XD. Um. I don't know. I, I really don't know the profit and the, like, what cable gets them. Yeah. Because you also, presumably, when you're, like, watching Disney Channel, the ads are just so much worse. So they mu- must make so much money off yeah. of throwing that out there. But that's not a problem that I'm going to think about for a while. I am going to just be furious at Disney now a year from now and for now i'm just going to pretend like it doesn't exist yeah 
can't wait. And put that down as something I'm grateful for tonight is that hey, Disney, Disney now. now is Go ahead, done. Rest in pieces. How about that? Yeah. Kick rocks. Yeah, kick, kick rocks. rocks. Kick rocks. Push dirt. So this episode starts off with the first order is um, they go to Aos, which is the right. Avatar planet where yeah, Lucy Lawless Lucy and yeah, and her right. people are there. And then it's something like, what, seven Star Destroyers or something? A bunch. A bunch. Yeah, a bunch. And some for some reason, there's seven Star Destroyers there, but then all of them are just too busy to do anything else or help. So they're there to, like, commit genocide. Yep. And then we don't see them for the rest of the episode. Right, yeah. Yeah, those, yeah they never, yeah. So Aos is toast. Presumably, like, some people survive or something, but I don't think we're ever going to see Aos again. Yeah, I mean, they, it similar to, like, Jetta and Rogue One, they seem to, you know, they picked a spot and they shot it into oblivion. Yeah. And this, uh, I guess, editorializing as we summarize here, this somehow triggers Tam's conscience, her weirdo conscience that has been so arbitrary this whole time yeah um, and you can tr- I mean, you can try and explain stuff out of it like now she sees stuff because she's a commanding officer and before yeah, she didn't yeah. get that information but all of that's just like you have these like tam colored glasses they're not they're not doing great job right and i yeah i'm willing to you know assume that there are you know story reasons or extending circumstances or you know she's a young person or you know and this is something she sees versus Hosnian Prime is presumably something she just heard about and it's different to see it in action or uh, to to know more specifically the circumstances but it that's that's not in the text when it comes no. to when it comes to story for me you have to have it in the story don't make me do the work of the story for on, on the stories we have to quote and for Tam I feel like I have to to quote our president, read the transcripts. Oh boy, I edit that out. <laughs> um, and it's yeah, it's just once again been another kind of just what what is and isn't okay for Tam. Because mm-hmm. I mean, just just two weeks ago, maybe she was ready and willing. It seemed to to kill Kaz, to shoot Kaz down. Yeah, she to wanted to murder him. She wanted I to take him out. Because of the vague betrayal of his, which was just lies of omission. Mhm. Um and so I mean, she's willing to kill a man for that. And that's not before she joined the first order. I mean, that's recent memory. She's willing to kill him mm-hmm. for that, but and then these guys who are I don't know. It just it is very inconsistent and it 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 muddied the waters of um of this story arc, unfortunately, for me. So we have this is Tam's moment. She break Tam Demption. Tam Demption. Wow, we're probably one of like fifty Star Wars podcasts that said this. Um, so Tam Demption. Yeah, but we're the only one who put it on a bingo card. And she, you know, does some stealth, some stuff with him. Remember a me- when? Tierney had her little communicator last week, and then they had like a very uh, blatant shot of her putting it in her desk drawer, uh-huh. but then nothing came of it that episode. Well, that's because it's in this episode. 
Yeah. Yeah, Tam teams up with a mouse droid. Yeah. Breaks into Tyranny's office, gets her communicator back. And um, send, shoots out a message to Kaz. Yes. Through a code that her and Niku developed. Yeah. Uh, to make fun of Kaz and his incompetence as a mechanic. Which is the Star Wars equivalent of you creating a private Slack message or a G chat or a Facebook post mm-hmm. and messaging. And I know what Slack is. And messaging your coworkers about your other coworkers. <laughs> like when you're both all in the same conference room and you know somebody's talking about you and you're like dang it like seriously and then as soon as you do it you're like yeah gossip 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 so <laughs> so there's she sends this coded message which is like meet me at Bebo's home and when she says the Bebo's home part and Niku Niku's able to decipher it he gets the message mm-hmm. he's able to decipher it Niku Bebo Bebo being the little monster thing that was the title of an episode back in season one yeah on Castellan. Uh, and when it happens, I could just hear Dave Filoni. Even though I don't even know that he's involved in this. I mean, it's Justin Ridge at this point. But uh, Dave Filoni being like, see, it wasn't filler. It wasn't filler. And I just want to... I love Dave Filoni. I idolize that man. But in Rebels, there's an episode with an element uh, to it. And I think a lot of people thought that the episode in which this element is introduced... <laughs> talking about... You know, uh, was filler. I did not. I enjoyed the episode well enough. That element shows up again in the finale. And so Dave Filoni says, see, it wasn't filler. But, like, just because it shows up in the finale doesn't mean... I mean, I don't think that episode was filler, but it's not not filler just because it shows up later, right? Like... Well, clearly he also gets... Tr- these people get triggered by Daredevil these episodes. I've got number one to know who Daredevil is and get, like, oh, he's Daredevil, you know? <laughs> yeah. I could just, I could just see. It's not filler. It's not filler. We'll see, see it's not filler. Love you, Dave. Yeah, I mean, this episode. I think the coolest scene in the beginning of the episode is when. So Yeager and Kaz are like, "All right, we're gonna go." They take, <laughs> they take a trans, they, they take there. a first order transport, the same one mm-hmm. from Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. and they're just hanging. Wait, at, what? Oh, that lifts up. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one, the same. I always think of it as the one that Finn lands in in, in Force Awakens. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. And yeah. <laughs> they have like a really cool moment, like on one and of those a beautifully animated one. Yeah, on one of those racing rings. Yeah, they like park at the ring. They get out. They sit on the ring. It look. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. The animation in this show. I mean, it, it it really left me wanting more. The way some of these star destroyers looked lit up in space. And the shot of them sitting on the ring. Uh-huh. Yeah, top notch. Top notch. Um, yeah, they, they go to Castle and they have a little nice talk. Well, throughout the first act of this episode, there's a lot of like conversations between characters that are like reminiscent of, oh, how far we've come. And remember when Kaz was stupid and incompetent. Things like that. Um, before we get too much further ahead, okay. I feel like it's telling that we have both forgotten to mention... That at this point in the episode, Kylo Ren has shown up. Yeah, it was... In the beginning. It was not intimidating. I think that... Yeah. There's two things that, when we look back at this episode, really shaped this. And I think if you had watched this a week later, you wouldn't be thinking this. And the, and the two things for that are... 
on social media, um, this Kobe Bryant passed away. So mm-hmm. it's literally been littered with everything on my on my Twitter accounts. Not that people are talking about resistance, but like that was the big news. Right. Um, and then the second thing is Adam Driver was on SNL this past weekend. Yeah. yeah. So I was watching like that and seeing his performance as undercover boss again and right. a couple other scenes. So I was like, uh, I, this is, there is such a disconnect for me with that. But if I had seen it like a week later, I'm sure that a lot of things would have shaped my opinion in a different way. I don't know though, because I didn't watch SNL and I saw this episode very early in the day on Sunday. So the news about, you know, anything else had broken uh-huh. and, um, I, I, it left, it, I found it wanting and I, it, I think it, I, I'm not going to go so far as to say that it detracted from the episode, but it, I don't think the episode would, the quality of the episode would not have been lessened were that scene not in it. Agreed. Yeah. Um, you don't, and I, you don't need the stakes because like Pyre and Tierney, they're going after them. I mean, I guess you have the like they are going to do a more desperate move, but they would have right. they would have hyper they, they would have gone after them anyway, because they think they have yeah. superior firepower. So yeah. it's not it uh, doesn't really explain their motivations. It just puts more urgency, but not really. Yeah, and then I do it. Um, I have consistently lauded the animation of this show. I think it's incredible. I do think that sometimes when they are like with all the original characters, uh-huh. the characters that are original to the show all look great, but I think sometimes translating a living, breathing person into animation, something's a little lost, or you know, maybe you you have to pick a dimension of that character or that person's persona to translate, and it's it's harder to get. I don't know the full nuance or, or something, but um, unfortunately for me, Kylo Ren fell flat. In, both of his appearance in this, in this episode, mm-hmm. um, and it's I think it's telling that we, I mean it's one of the first scenes in the episode. It totally skipped my mind to bring it up, and I just saw in my note that I you know that it happened. Yeah, um, I mean it. But so the stakes are high. It does go back to uh, showing you know Kyla's power of you know being able to through the force force both of them to try and kill each other, yeah. and then break off. Yeah. But yeah, I, I it was a little bit of a wrinkle to a very heavily heavily used Star Wars trope of bad force wielders using the force against bureaucrats and other um, regular military folk as opposed to crazy force folk. Uh, not as effective as say Darth Vader and Rebels, which to me redefined my perception of that character. But. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. It felt a little flat, and it it felt like it's from another story or something. Uh, I don't know when they. I mean, they showed that scene, a bit of that scene. They showed in the trailer before this season started. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, we yeah, we we both on our, on bingo card, Kylo ruins a Colossus day. Nope, he didn't really do anything. In fact, he kind of made the Colossus day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he... I mean, I guess hashtag Ben Demption, right? But... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I 
I'm curious uh, how the Raylos are handling having this little bit of um, Kylo in the this, in this show. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, so they're on Castle. Tam takes her unit to Castellon for a mission with Chase. Ruffin. With Chase, who's his or Jace. Jace, who's his, who's now her gunner, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I think Finn and Poe in the in the breakout and yeah, Force Awakens. And yeah, Chase kind of realizes what's happening, tries to stop it, directs the ties to like fire. She, who would have freaking thought he, Jace Rucklin would be in this series this long? <laughs> who would have thought that he would have more of a speaking role than most of the aces? Yeah. His speaking, he yeah. might have as much speaking as um, Hype. Hype probably has a little bit more. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Because, I mean, we talked about it in the episode in which he debuted, which is, I think, the... Uh-huh third or fourth episode where he felt I mean it very much felt like Elijah Wood was a special guest star for a very special episode of Star Wars Resistance about peer pressure. Yeah and we actually haven't seen him in any of the featurettes of being interviewed too. So I, I, Yeah I mean honestly yeah he's he's as major if not more major part of this show than a lot of the cast that they have put forward as like this is the main cast mm-hmm. yeah agreed uh, he's yeah he's a, he's a very frequent uh character i mean elijah would be great he's you know i love to hate that character i'll give him that so he gets uh, clowned multiple times yeah. this episode but he has multiple concussions the first one starts in that fight scene where she just punches him into uh a concussion she reunites with Kaz and Yeager. They save... Who immediately starts getting in an argument with her? Well, not just that, but, like, Tam also tries to blame Kaz. And it's just like... Damn. Tam, we're all watching... Well, we're all I guess wa- I can appreciate that that's, you know, that's fairly realistic. It, 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 would be, it would be silly to be like, oh, all is well. I mean, I did think that in the moment they would be happy enough to be reunited that they would take, like, a minute um, before they start fighting, but I mean, it's, it's in, a, in a show that has perhaps had a, a hard-to-believe mm-hmm. trajectory for Tam's conscience and her uh, character arc, this was easy enough for me to believe they're like oh okay. well, yeah i mean just because they're in close proximity together doesn't mean all wounds are healed yeah so it's fair enough i'm giving i'm stamping it hashtag, hashtag fair enough so tier hashtag football 2020 hashtag for the fans tyranny finds out they send the star destroyer they try to but just one this they time. try to get away they don't and then we see the colossus basically organizing to see are we gonna try and save them or not Yes. And the only two things to note are Yeager rigs the, the thing to explode and that... Yeah, the ship they bring them on, they, they catch the landing craft that they left the Colossus on in the tractor beam. Yeah, but and then they're, they're able to get Tam and Jace, but Kaz and Yeager and CB, whoever, sneak out the back. And they rig it to explain. And this is one of the moments that I really liked is the conversation of the members of the Colossus being like, We're not gonna we're not gonna sacrifice ourselves. This is Kaz's fault, this is Tam's fault, blah blah blah. 
Mm-hmm. Or you really think it's, you know, going to just be a few people helping. And then Kaz is just like, you got to get away. You got to, you know, be safe. Don't worry about us. We're yeah. sorry that you got dragged into this. A uh, speech by Tam, which is like the same thing, I guess. But um, the Kaz one really kind of hit me more of like, you know, they're all like, we're not going to help this guy. We don't want to risk it. It's his fault. And then seeing that he just is so completely like selfless of wanting to protect them that he does not want them to be in harm's way and for them to run. Yeah. Well, I, I actually, in thinking about it now, found Tam's speech pretty affecting, particularly just that, like, she's begging them to leave. Like, she's she's at once saying, I'm sorry, and then she, like, begs them to leave, which is an interesting, I don't know, as if it's, like, genuinely to her would be the biggest favor in the world they could do to her if they would just leave and get mm-hmm. out of there. Uh, and that's, I mean, it's, yeah, it, was, it was very affecting. It's, it's, you know, it felt like it came from the heart. They both, yeah, did, did a, a good job with that. Um, and I, I, I enjoyed the, mem- you know, the people getting ready to fight. Yeah. That they are all willing to actually, you know, put, put their lives on the line. Yeah, I didn't love Great Blue Creep was there, but, you know, whatever. Oh, he was? Oh, boy. All right, that... Oh, boy. That... Oh, boy. No dialogue. Um, Great Blue Creep was there. I will say, this would be... This exact kind of sequence would have been, I think, to my mind, much more effective at the end of last season. Last season felt like we were really immersed in the community of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. This season felt more like we were... I mean, we only really spent time with the higher-ups, the aces, Sonara, and some of the pirates. Right, like the blurb, the blurb, blurb, um, seller. The only episode mm-hmm. we see him in that was named... Right, the pirate was curse. Was the, the pirate curse. Yeah, and like, yeah, okay, I recognize the old mustachioed... Drunk, um, Drunkard yeah. who looks like the owner of the farm I stayed in on Airbnb, but, you know, he hasn't... Um, like it, it, I I knew who all the people were, mm-hmm. so it worked. But it, you know, we haven't. It made me realize, like, oh yeah, I haven't seen these people in a while. I mean, Flix and Orca, where have they been? We get the episode where they go to Flix's home planet, and then that's. I mean, they've been gone. Yeah. Utterly gone. And these are, I mean, Bobby Moynihan. Somebody they very much were like, hey, Bobby Moynihan's in this show. Meanwhile, they don't say nothing about Elijah Wood. We got so much more Elijah Wood than Bobby Moynihan. Well, and Bobby Moynihan was so excited to be on the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... And I mean, it's not a, compl- not a complaint, necessarily. It's just, um, I think, indicative of a overall kind of... I don't know. The communication um, with the show, or the... I don't know. How it's been presented and what it's actually been have been uh, two very different things for um, throughout its airing, I think. I don't know. It's just interesting. So, we get... Um... The Yeager maneuver, or whatever, works, and mm-hmm. they, they blow up the, the ship. The landing craft, and they are now on the run, and all of them are expert yeah, and, shooters now. Right, and they're able to get Tam away from because Tam and Jace are both taken into custody, presumably to be yeah. executed. They don't care that Jace had nothing to do with it, 
they're going to clown him regardless. And he's trying to um, he's trying to snitch his way out of this, and it's not working. Yes. Which I mean, in his defense, you know, he's he's always been on the first order side. You know, fair enough. Um, but they are able to get Tam away. Tam's reunited with Yeager and Kaz. I think they knock out Jace again. And that's then for the last time too. Is that yeah? That makes yeah. sense. And then it's Yeager, Kaz, and Tam running around um, this Star Destroyer. And for me, it really gave me a lot of a new hope vibe. Really? Okay. Of um, Han and Luke and Leia and Chewbacca running around the Death Star. Uh, and just, you know, being deep behind enemy lines, hostile territory, and sort of swashbuckling, like, see-to-your-pants adventure. Run for your life. But, like, and that it... it, it it very much captured the spirit of Star Wars, the pulp adventure sci-fi spirit of Star Wars um, in a very cool way. And it's simultaneously, I think, in having it be Kaz, Yeager, Tam, these characters that uh, could not be further removed from Han, Luke, and Leia in terms of their relationships uh-huh. with each other, in terms of their roles within the galaxy, right. in terms of who they are as people, but united in you know a sense of heroism. Um, it it kind of... It felt like classic Star Wars, and in the characters it was, it felt also like more modern Star Wars. Yeah, okay. Um, it's sort of a, a trajectory of how far Star Wars has come. It reminded me cool. that I think Poe and Finn, when they were rescuing Chewie, should have brought BB-8 with them, because... Oh, C- when they're running down that hallway, though, oh, goodness, I love it. Because when CB-23... CB-23 is probably the unsung hero of the show because that droid yeah. does so many things is yeah. like a bodyguard yeah. for Kaz is becomes a ladder at one point is willing to put its life on the line to take on Pyre at one point I mean well so in basically does correct like she also she apparently no they, they, why don't we guys just start calling droids it it's, it's fine they, they did they said she season one yeah right and he says she this time too it's just i don't know it's curious it's curious because i think r2d2 does go by yeah i think he's a he it's bb8 though i don't know um it's just uh she takes it to the dome though right like she gets messed up and then or maimed pretty bad but she's there in the end, right? Or they yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, she's not dead. Yeah, Yeager, okay, Yeager at one point is carrying CB-23, and it's presumed that it's okay. But is CB-23 there at the end? Yeah. Um, okay, I'll take in, it. In the background. I'd be surprised if yeah. CB-23 wasn't. That's what yeah. I'm So we see a cool... Um, not... I wouldn't rank it as like the top one or two space scenes in the show, but you know we uh, we no. get we it's get a good. battle. I think we have we see Sonara's ship, so she. Oh, uh, we definitely do because in my notes here I wrote Sonara freaking rules. Yeah, so we see Sonara on top of it, and then they're fighting like basically the amount of star Dest- the amount of Tie Fighters that were like in that first scene of Rise of Skywalker that's chasing the Millennium Falcon, and then they just mow them all down. Like, I don't think a single resistance fighter or ace goes down in that whole fight. Mm. Which, I mean, it's Disney. Yeah, that's a good 
point. Um, it's different from Rebels because Rebels they would they would is. show you have A wing pilots where you wouldn't see their eyes, um, and then they mm-hmm. would just kill them mm-hmm. over and over and over again, and then Herod would name one, and then it would die. That person would die like that episode. Yep, and I mean you would think last episode they brought in this sixty five year old teenager Hugh. Yeah. Casual no, he was there. Seemed all I know. He seemed primed to murder. <laughs> I mean, if you, why else bring him into this show if not to explore uh-huh. him? But nope, there he is. End of the episode. That 85-year-old eternal teenager. Oh, hey there, Cass. It's me, your 16-year-old friend. Um, it is a testament to how progressively lighter in tone these shows have gotten. Um, yeah. Rebels was by no means super light i mean there are severe consequences within rebels it gets very heavy um there there you know heavy consequences um clone wars was straight up like very dark and a a big part of that is my understanding is a lot of that show the first two seasons almost i think of that show were produced before it had a home on Uh Network, and and that did a lot i mean they they go to they go to some dark places there's some there's some dark stuff in that show and there's you know a little bit of darkness in rebels and there's severe consequences in rebels and resistance is it's a light show it is it is and so i you know i kind of no nobody died nobody died no good guys not just that but the bad guys that did die none of them were at the direct hands of our heroes like on the bridge we think it makes it believe that like the glass breaks at one point or the glass cracks at one point and mm. you think that it's going to be like a hobby from return of the jedi kind of moment where like they fly in and then tyranny dies on the deck or something but no and then pyre is knocked out by kaz who is about to get murdered with an executioner blade by pyre mm. but you know he just leaves his butt yeah and i guess that's the last we see yeah pyre. And then Chase, the last we see of him is being knocked out unconscious by Tam. Yeah, a lot of unconscious villains dying in an explosion. Which I guess it's good for two of them to die in an explosion while you're asleep. But... Yeah. Um, And so while Kaz and Tam and Yuga are running around, they're able, you know, to scramble the aces, to scramble the colossus Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And CB-23 is able to turn off the shields, the Star Destroyer, uh, which seems like it's just like, stick your finger in this... Turn it that way. Whatever. No harm, no foul. And with that, Jade Squadron and the Aces are able to explode the Star Sword. After, of course, Kaz and Tam and CB-23 escape uh, and get back to Colossus. And before the ship explodes, Kylo Ren phones in again to talk to Tyranny about her failure. Um, And kind of... This is one of those instances with Star Wars where I feel like something was maybe not ideal but i am reading more into it and giving it more meaning than it has but kylo ren gives like a very clunky kind of piece of monologue here about like first orders about being tough and no weakness and i don't know well and so on the one hand i was like this feels kind of clunky on the other hand i don't know how kylo ren is as a leader he seems like an awkward guy maybe would say that it's actually the thing he says is what grandma tie fighter squadron leader said earlier in the season of 
survival of the fittest, and mm-hmm. if you're not worth it if you can't take them out, which goes yeah. contrary to him being like, we need to destroy every, you know, little shred of the resistance. Right. But again, we also don't know the timing of this too, right? Like, well, I mean, we definitively know it's after Last Jedi. Yeah. Finally, though, for all we know, at this point, Last Jedi happened five minutes ago. Yeah. Because I mean, Kylo just at one point stops going after the Resistance and is only looking for Exegol and Palpatine. Mm-hmm. So, like, is that during that time? Is it not during that time? No, because also that comic book series allegiance or something like that is a force comic book series that bridged the gap from last jedi to rise uh-huh. of skywalker and that a huge portion of that hinged the story of that hinged on kylo ren be like no i don't care every ounce of information we get on the resistance anything you get burn them to the ground okay so in the materials we've been presented so far we never really see that which is point. also but also we never see other than Fortnite players, I guess, win that the dead speak. You know, maybe that's the thing that heralds Kylo Ren into going on his Sith Wayfinder search. It, I did not read the visual dictionary this week, Pete. I oh, really it actually doesn't matter. I thought that might be the case after watching yeah. the episode. But I did I I really so, thought about it. I really thought about it. They <laughs> explain the battle where Hux loses so badly. Then he gets demoted, and I, I no 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 it's not, it? because oh, in, the oh, in the visual dictionary it's a different planet. So he is officially yeah, demoted. That's, he gets demoted and moved to. What does he? What does he? What does he do? Is he demoted in title? Um no he's still he, he's, he's still General he, Hux he's just not right. he, he is. He's demoted. In demoted responsibilities. Functionally yeah, demoted, he yeah. So he, he loses a major battle that's in the visual dictionary, which is why he's on Pride's ship. It's not an issue of putting all the top people there. It's a you're one step away from me murdering you. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So gotcha. I um, have one so, thing left, but well, we got to get to the end, right? Do we? I mean, it's just like. It's much like this episode. We kind of have to get to the end, and it is what it is. Shit blows up. They all end up back at the bar. The end. Yeah, that's. I mean, like, my last note is, wait, it's over. Yeah, it's. Um, it. It. Yeah, I. I'm kind of at a loss for words. Of, I'm like, okay, it. It didn't really bring me to any happy conclusion like all of our characters live but we don't really know where they're at there's no prologue which right which to be fair there wasn't a prologue in clone wars either and i and given that rebels did that prologue and it was so definitively like choreographed like this is a prologue we are presenting this to you as uh-huh. a prologue i figured they wouldn't do that again um but it Kind of in the spirit of Lost, uh-huh. I would say, this finale felt more like a finale to an arc than the narrative as a whole. And it felt like the finale to the arc that I had assumed would be like the mid-season finale. I really thought Tam Demption was going to happen like the mid-season. Well, it's also like there's so many characters that 
we're never going to have them finished, right? Children of Tahar. Um, the the crazy yeah, that's right. What is the, the crazy mean? The, the crazy Jedi hunter or uh, artifact hunter? Um, mm-hmm. The other aces and what happens to them? Now, one thing. So the the last thing I'll say, and Josh, feel free to say more things if you have them. Is mm-hmm. the buckets list? They divide them into two, part one, part two, and. Pablo Hidalgo confirmed that Tam and Yeager are also at the battle at Exegol, which is pretty cool. I really wish they'd have done a resistance recon like they did with Rogue. Yeah. So, interesting. So, interesting. That being said, again, show me in the text, you know. Where are they in that movie? I don't see the ship. I'm sure it's in there. But um, Yeah, I would say my last tidbit mm-hmm. um oh I, have, I just remember my other thing i want to do it'll be quick don't worry um i i liked that you know back when the show first started p and i would talk about how kaz is always trying on different hats and he was like oh now i'm like a disaster relief worker now i'm a spy now i'm a racer now i'm a mechanic uh i liked that for the finale he put on one one last hat uh which is hacky sack bro when he's hanging out oh with yeah in the beginning and he's like, oh, you need this tape? <laughs> oh, did you know that I was on the Hacky Sack team in college at the academy? Yeah, me and, me and Hugh used to hack the sack like nobody's business. Um, and then I guess I will say, I, this, like, look, I'll, you know, I think I've been pretty upfront about, like, um, this show hasn't resonated with me in quite the same way as Clone Wars or Rebels has. And I don't... When I watched this episode, it was not the same feeling I got uh, watching the finale of Rebels. That was insane. I was losing uh-huh. my mind. I will often tell people that during that prologue, uh, by myself, I involuntarily gasped and put my hand over my mouth. I went, <gasps> I've never done that before or since. Um, so it's not quite the same. But I got to tell you, it's cool that... Uh, we have the finale, and then you and I are talking about it, and it sort of makes it feel momentous in a way. I don't know. It's cool. It's cool to have the podcast and the outlet to talk about the finale and talk about what you, Pete, and break it down and discuss it, and it makes it feel like uh, a bigger, more of an event. I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. It's different. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm... I think it's a mark of a good show that I'm just very upset that it's ending, and I'm yeah, I'm more like befuddled. And I I'm, I'm trying the whole judgment of when we see the broader instance mm-hmm. of what's going to happen. I will say, and Josh, yeah. I think you're with me on this one, that we're definitely going to have to be at the resistance panel. Um, yeah, that would probably yeah. be good of us. That would probably be good of us. So Uh, I'll save my final thoughts for our recap that we're going to be doing. Um, So Yeah, we're going to talk about kind of the show as a whole. So we're not, yeah, this is more just focused on the finale. We're going to talk more in the the coming weeks before Clone Wars. So if you'd like to reach us, at Poe Boys Podcast on Twitter, at Poe Boys Podcast on Instagram. I think we have a YouTube account. And you can send us poboyspodcast at gmail.com. And finally, I just want to give 
a 21 Poe salute to this show. Poe. Poe, 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 Poe. Po, 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 po,